Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Web Slingers Podcast. This is the one and only show. We're talking about all things Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe. And uh, I'm doing both a video version of this and a audio version of this. Um, a video version for the YouTube channel, audio version for the podcast. Uh, if, by the way, if you guys haven't subscribed to the podcast feed, go... Uh, Go and uh, find. You can find links to all the different po- to all to the podcast, um, and uh, you can basically find it where you can find the podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Zeke Said So podcast feed, and under that feed, you will find shows like the Zeke Said So show and this show, the Web Slingers podcast. And we're going to be starting a few new shows starting next year. But we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Now, uh, I am going to let you guys in on a little secret. I'm recording this review um, uh, on Halloween night, (laughs) actually. Recording it on Halloween. Um, I actually got to see the film. Uh, I got to see the film. uh, But I wanted to record my review. Now, obviously, this as you guys are watching this, the movie's about to come out pretty soon, so I wanted to kind of uh, get a new uh, a review out for you, for you guys, uh, and I wanted to get it on both the podcast and the YouTube channel as well. So um, as I take a drink out of my, by the way, Wakanda Forever cup, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So um, let's do it, guys. Let's talk about. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So Black Panther, Wakanda Forever... Uh, let me go ahead and bring up the cast. I should have done this prior to recording, but I, it's okay. It's okay. Um, hold on. There we go. Aha, there we go. Okay. Uh, so Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It, uh, is the newest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the sequel to the Best Picture nominated film, Black Panther, and it stars, uh, Tino Chawarta as Namor, Namor uh, Angela Bassett as Queen Romanda, Dani Guerrera as Okoye, Letitia Wright as Shuri, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, um, Martin Freeman uh, returns as Everett K. Ross, um, Florence Kasumba uh, returns as Io, uh, Winston Duke returns as Mbaku, um, Michaela, oh wow, I'm butchered this name. Uh, Michaela Cole, uh, is a new addition to the cast as Anika. And we have another new addition, Dominique Thorne, in the film playing Riri Williams. And there's a bunch of other people that I want to mention, but I'm not going to. Not going to. But, I got the important ones out of the way. The important cast members out of the way. Not that nobody else is important, but hey, that is what it is. 
Um, and this film is once again co-written and directed by Ryan Coogler. So let's talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. What I think of the film. Uh, I loved it. Uh, if you guys saw my quick social media reaction, I thought it was a beautiful film. I think it's a loving tribute to Chadwick Boseman. It is, uh, for me, the most emotional film that the MCU has ever made. Um, and I think this is an MCU film that kind of takes us back to the MCU that we fell in love with. You know, the MCU that produced such films like The Winter Soldier or... Um, uh, uh, the first Iron Man, you know, where it feels more human and it's not so focused on, you know, making you laugh and all that stuff. There's humor in the film and it, and we'll talk about some of that in a little bit. So, but I thought it overall was a very loving tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Now, uh, one of the questions, uh, that now one of the things that I had brought up was, I, and I want to get this out of the way before I talk about my pros and my cons. Do I think the film works best without Chadwick Boseman? Or do I think the film needed Chadwick Boseman? Personally, I still stand by my thoughts that they should have recast T'Challa. I still stand by that thought. But I think they made a pretty damn good movie without without Chadwick Boseman. Um, I... After seeing the film, I know exactly kind of what Ryan Coogler was thinking when he wrote, when he had to rewrite the entire script. Um, that he was doing it out of a place of love for Chadwick Boseman. And for me, I, having seen the film, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with, I'm okay with him deciding to not continue with T'Challa. And personally, I feel like that choice brings a whole new level of emotion to the film that I, not that I don't think we would have gotten if Chadwick Boseman, I'm, I still think the movie still would have been pretty heavy and emotional, but I think it's, I think we now even more so have a much more emotional connection with it, with it being, coming off of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. And it's really kind of goes to the message of what the film is really trying to say. So um, let's go ahead and talk about the pros and the cons of this film. Okay. Uh, number The first, first one I got to mention is the performances. Um, everyone is phenomenal in the film. Letitia Wright, Winston Duke as M'Baku. I mean, M'Baku, he was one of my favorite characters from the first film, and he... I think steals it again. Every scene he's in, it just kills it. Um, but and look, I I thought you know Denny Guerrero was great. Um, uh, Dominique Thorne as uh, as Riri Williams. I'll talk a little bit about her character in a little bit, but her character was really great. But I really want to talk about Angela Bassett. Um, in my opinion, she is. She steals the movie from everybody. She really does. Um, nothing against all the other actors in the film. Everyone does a fantastic job. But Angela Bassett specifically brings this raw emotion 
that every time she spoke, there were moments where she was speaking where I felt where I felt her pain, or there were moments where I felt her anger. Like there's certain scenes where she where she's where she'll talk to somebody in anger and 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 without getting into spoil with I'm and I'm not gonna spoil anything I'm not spoiling anything but I think there are so many moments with her where I felt like she completely and if this movie was gonna get any award consideration. I would say Angela Bassett deserves some sort of award recognition for what she does in this film. It's it's masterful. It's so so beautiful and almost um, heartbreaking performance that she gives in the film. Um, the visuals, um, you know, one thing about Ryan Coogler's films is that his films are visually stunning to look at from a pure cinematography standpoint. Um, I always go back to the first Creed movie where he has that one fight scene that is basically shot in one continuous take. And it is one of the most stunning scenes I had seen in the film. And there are a couple of moments in Wakanda Forever that kind of are a throwback to that. There were certain shots of this film that straight up reminded me of something that Steven Spielberg would go for, you know? And I think the scope is bigger in this one and and, and the way um, the visual look is handled. And even the CG was really, really well done. And, you know, a lot of people had complaints about the first Black Panther and, you know, yeah, I've had that complaint, too, where, you know, the final fight scene between T'Challa and Killmonger at the end of the first film, when they fight, you can totally tell it was all 100% CGI. And for me, I feel like they improved it on this film. I feel like, for me, the CG was, in certain scenes, unrecognizable. Um, I'm not going to give away, again, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to talk without giving away so much of the film without giving away anything, because I don't want to spoil the film. I really don't. Um, the action is better in this one than it was in the last film. Um, especially the, the third act action sequence is really, really awesome. Like I, I really thought I thought it was very wonderful, and I thought it was uh, beautiful. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, Namor is a fantastic addition. To the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I feel like him and the Talokan, as they're called in this film, um, bring a whole new element to the, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we haven't really seen. And, you know, what makes Namor so compelling is that he's not... I personally, and... and, and some and again, I I can't get into specifics. I'll save I'll save my specifics for the spoilers review, uh, which is going to be on Saturday. But when it comes to Namor, there were certain moments where I never saw him as the bad guy. I honestly, I don't I didn't see him as a bad guy. He almost felt like Thanos in a way where he's the hero of his own story. You know, and you kind of understand his position 
and why he's doing the things that he's doing. You know, you don't condone it, but you understand it. And I feel like that's something Ryan Coogler did very well with um, with Killmonger in the first film. Now, someone had asked me who do I think is a better who's who's who do I think is better, Namor or Killmonger? I again, this is only after seeing Wakanda Forever once, but I still do think Killmonger was the better character. Um, but I do have to watch Wakanda Forever again because I've only seen it the one time. I'm barely, I'm literally recording this having just seen it the one time. So, um, by the time I, by the time I get to the spoilers review, I probably will I I will have seen it. Um, I don't know, probably like four times or something, but but yeah, no, it's uh, it's but yeah, uh, Namor is is great. Um, so let's see. Okay, yeah, the humor. Let me talk about the humor of the film. Now, lately, the MCU has had a um, tradition. Of um, putting more jokes into their films than usual. Um, specifically with Thor Love and Thunder. You know, Thor Love and Thunder definitely was way more of a comedy. was way more of a slapstick comedy than it was a... Um, than it was, like, a Marvel film. Um... And for some people, for some people, that was very jarring. For me, it wasn't, I liked a lot of the jokes in Thor Love and Thunder, but I do, I do agree in the sense that it definitely leaned way more into the silliness than something like a Thor Ragnarok did, or even Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, but I think the humor in this film blends in to the emotions of the film way more than um, it did in, like, Thor Love and Thunder, you know? For me, I was... There were moments of the film where it would get really heavy and then you would have some humor thrown in there just to lighten up, lighten it up a bit. Um, and... I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you right now, um, Ironheart has a lot of carries a lot of that, that that humor. She definitely is in there for comic relief, but it's the good kind of comic relief. Uh, it's the kind of comic relief that made me really like her. And and Ironheart, I will say this: Ironheart is a character in the comics that I'm really not that. I really don't care about Ironheart in the comics. Not that I think she's a bad character. I just don't think she's as interesting as like some of the other Marvel characters. But in in um in Wakanda Forever, I feel like she they they really did a good job of making me care for her and empathize with her. And um from the minute she shows up on screen, you're kind of engaged with what she's going on with what with what she's doing in the film with what's going on with her in the film and what her role is you know and i just think she she's wonderful um and dominique thorne gives a very good performance as as riri um 
uh, I want to talk about the costumes. Um, the first film has some beautiful costume design, and it obviously won Best Costume Design at the Oscars. I feel like the, the costumes in this one are even better than they were in the first. You know, just these gorgeous outfits for the Wakandans, and even for the Talikans, they really embraced the Aztec look. You know, and I love that. I thought it. I thought for me, I loved the fact that we that instead of going the typical, you know, Namor is the king of Atlantis. You know, they created a whole new. They took the Namor character. They put him in a whole new civilization that made him still feel connected to our real world to our history on this planet you know re- making you know whereas the wakandans feel very similar to traditional african nations you know as far as what their traditions are how they dress feels very s- traditional in the sense of like like traditional african nations and how they how they act and what they and what their traditions are Whereas the the Talokan very much represent like how the Aztecs, not even just from their clothes, but even the design of their world, you know, even the design of their world feels very Aztec culture uh, like, you know, and I think it's just beautiful. I, I really do. And I think they I think the designs, the just the, the the production design and the costume design is all really really beautiful. But the last positive I want to mention is I loved the message of what the film was really trying to say. You know, this I feel like has the most meaningful message out of any of the Marvel films ever. You know, for me, a lot of the Marvel films are just fun. You know, they don't really have some deep internal message. Uh, within them they're just you know for they're they're big summer blockbusters that are that are great don't get me wrong a lot of them are really great but they're they're mostly big summer blockbusters this movie honestly has a really deep hidden meaning behind it and and the message of the film the the theme of the movie really revolves around grief very similar to how wandavision revolve it's the the story of wandavision kind of revolved around grief and how we process our grief what is the healthiest way to process your grief versus what is the unhealthy way to process it what this film and and this film doesn't necessarily focus on that aspect like the mental health aspect of of processing grief it really more focuses on how do you move on when you feel like you can't how can you just move on when you personally feel like you can't? And that is something that our character, our main cast, is really thrown for, because not only are they are they dealing with, you know, the loss of their king and the loss of their protector, but now they're dealing with a whole other nation that is kind of pissed. <laughs> That's really pissed. <laughs> to, to put it lightly, they're kind of pissed so um yeah i i really i love the message behind the film and i i and the soundtrack oh my gosh i didn't even mention the soundtrack um the soundtrack is amazing not just the musical score um i believe it's ludwig who does the score again uh let me just 
see if I got that right here. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just checking. Yeah, Ludwig Gorenson uh, uh, does the um, does the uh, the does the music in the film. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And then like the songs, uh, a lot of the, uh, one of, there's a great song that Rihanna sings in the film, um, that has already been released online. I kind of wish they had saved it, but they did release the song online. Um, I think it's called lift me up. Um, let me just double check that here. Cause I, I was listening to it after I saw the movie. Uh, let's see. Yeah, lift me up. Yeah. So Rihanna has a really great song in the film, and uh, and it's and it's great. It like I said, it's it's really wonderful. It's it it fits well with the tone of the movie as well. So, um, but this movie is not perfect. So let me go ahead and name my one criticism with the film, and maybe once I see it again, maybe I'll find another criticism with the film. But this is just after having seen it the one time. My one criticism with the film. This movie clocks in at about... I just got rid of it. Okay. This film clocks in at about 2 hours and 41 minutes. And just in my opinion... In my opinion. Okay. Um... For me, you could feel the runtime. You could definitely feel the runtime, and I would. There were a couple moments where I was like, "Okay, let's pick up the pace a little bit." And in my opinion, I feel like if you would have cut down ten minutes, two hours and thirty minutes, this film would have sung at two hours and thirty minutes. You know. So yeah, I I I do feel like the film is just a little bit too long, but that being said, I mean, when when really when you think about it, if that's the only complaint I have, this movie's phenomenal. It's just it's wonderful. So my overall thoughts is that this movie is great. I I am really um amazed at the work that's displayed on the screen. Um you know, I was talking to somebody um, after we, after I watched the movie. I was talking to somebody, and we had talked about the we had talked about it, and I and we had mentioned that you know, um, you know, yes, the MCU has had some moments where you felt emotional. You know, Endgame. Um, I was one of those people who cried during Spider Man No Way Home. Um, for me. Shang-Chi had a lot of those moments as well. But this one is the definitely the most emotional. For me, I was crying in so many different moments. And there were moments of the film where you could hear the sniffles going around. You could just hear people. <laughs> and, you know, you could hear people just crying. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm over here going... <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, no, it it was again, like I said, I I love the film. Um like I said, is it a perfect film? No, but it's definitely the most emotional film we've had in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um and I I love it. And and one thing I will also say is that I am after seeing this film, I am at the opinion that I don't think Ryan Coogler has it in him to make a bad movie. I personally don't feel like Ryan Coogler has the skill to make a bad movie. This dude literally just craps out excellence. Like, he... Fruitvale Station, fantastic. Creed, fantastic. Black Panther, fantastic. Wakanda Forever, fantastic. Um... The dude just keeps getting better and better, not just as a director, but as a writer and just a pure storyteller in general. And he's a kind of director who understands what you need in these big budget summer block, what you need in these big budget superhero films. You know, you can't just be, you know, oh, people only want to go to these Marvel films for the humor and explosions. No. Because that's how you get films like Thor The Dark World and Thor Love and Thunder, you know? And I like Thor Love and Thunder, but that's how you get films like that. When you just are relying on explosions and, hey, let's make you laugh. You know, when you just focus your film on that and you don't add an emotional element, any emotional elements to your film, you, you your audience isn't going to care. Like, I think the purest example of this is Spider-Man Far From Home. Not No Way Home, Far From Home, the second film. For me, I feel like that movie was so focused on telling its jokes that it undercut a lot of the emotion that I think John Watts was trying to make you feel when, example, when when Peter finds out that Quentin Beck's a bad dude or when he goes to tell MJ that he's Spider-Man, you know? All of those emotions are undercut for Ned being in a relationship, or Flash Thompson vlogging, you know. So, and I'm glad Ryan Coogler kind of understands that, no, we can have humor, but it's got to be peppered in at the right moments. We can't just focus on every single character has a joke in the film, you know. And for me, I feel like that's what the MCU's had a big problem with as far as, you know, when it comes to their humor, essentially every character in their TV shows, movies, etc. has a joke, you know. So, but overall, guys, I really love Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, I really hope you guys will see the film. And please, 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 if you have seen the film, you can tell me what you think. But please don't spoil the movie in the comment section, please don't spoil the movie. We, like, there's people out there who haven't seen the film, so please don't spoil the movie. When you guys do get to see the film, please just don't spoil it, because this is a movie that I feel like would benefit from just not knowing much about it, you know? Because um, I definitely got a lot out of it, because I had started to avoid a lot of the clips, the trailers, and all that stuff. 
And so I and I and I fully do not regret that decision. So yeah, there's there's that. So um, yeah, guys, that will do it for this review, and that will do it for this episode of the Webster's Podcast, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you guys like this uh, this podcast, uh, please make sure you share the podcast and subscribe. Uh, if you guys like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe. I think I should subscribe my channel because Zeke the Geek said so. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.